The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a Scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. For another film study. And this week we're joined by Chris Linfante. He's of from BaltimoreFeather.com. And he's going to talk uh, today with me about the running back situation for the Ravens entering the offseason. And I'm sure we're going to have a good discussion about this. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Ken. Excited to be on. All right. Happy to have you again. We, we had you once during the regular season. That was that was terrific and, uh, and glad to have you again. Uh, so I saw your, your piece on the running backs, uh, a positional overview uh, entering the offseason. I want to talk to you about that a little bit. And so, first of all, tell us a little bit about 
where you write your your website, your podcast, and all that. Sure. So uh, I have the baltimorefeather.com or just baltimorefeather.com. Uh, I write articles, opinion pieces on the Ravens, news, everything like that. Um, right now, I'm starting to go through each each position, break down the salary cap situation with those positions, look at potential free agents, draft prospects that the Ravens could add. So I'll be doing that over the next few weeks. Uh, most recent is the running, running back article, like you said. Um, the Nest Talk podcast I also do on a weekly basis, posted on Fridays. This week, I have a special guest coming on, so we're going to start to get some more guests on there. Um, but that's always posted on Fridays. You can find that at Nest Talk on Twitter, or you can go to the Baltimore Feather, uh, our website, and go to the podcast tab and see it there as well. All right. Terrific. Uh, you want to say who your special guest is, or are you keeping it a secret? Uh, he's he's just a friend, Dominic. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Ravens Anatomy. He's been doing some graphics stuff for me for a while, so um, he'll be coming on the show to give his expertise. All right, terrific. Uh, so let's let's talk running backs now. So the Ravens obviously have uh, a three-headed monster that, that pretty much played together the entire season, with the exception of a game or two where uh, Mark Ingram wasn't available. But uh, let's start at the top with Mark Ingram. You know, obviously Mark Ingram coming off of really a career year no one really expected for the Ravens. They got him for a very good price, a five uh, million dollar per year approximately contract over three years, so totals to fifteen million dollars. Um, looking at him in the future, he's going to get another $11.6 million over the next two years. His 2020 cap hit is actually $5.33 million. Um, obviously with his production, that, that is a really good price for him. Um, you know, you're not going to get a running back putting up a thousand yards in free agency like that for this kind of price all the time. Um, so I project him obviously to be back on the Ravens roster. Now the key will be whether or not he can produce like he did in 2019 and 2020, um, coming off of the calf injury, you know, there's always concern, but with a full offseason of recuperating from that, he should be okay. All right. Now, there's lots of things to love statistically about Mark Ingram, 5.0 per carry and 202 carries. They didn't overwork him in any game, never had more than no. 19 carries this uh, this year. What I like about him is as a receiver, he caught 26 of 29 targets. Now, a lot of those are shorter throws, but... He's is two things going on. One is he's making himself available so there are fewer grounded or thrown away balls from Jackson. So a lot of that, a lot of you think of a ball being grounded at a running back's feet that it's always the quarterback's fault, and sometimes it is, uh, or sometimes you know the play just didn't work out and they have to ground it. But a lot of times it's a matter of the running back didn't make himself as available as he could to the quarterback. I think Ingram does an excellent job of that. So, uh, you know, five touchdowns as a receiver this year. We all remember the one against the Texans where he uh, uh, made Cunningham look like a fool on that on that left yeah. sideline. Yeah, and I like your point about, you know, receiving out of the backfield. He almost reminds me of like a Ray Rice type of tool in that Joe Flacco offense in the sense that you could just dump it down to him and he'll find a way to get yards. You know, that's not really what the Ravens were expecting to get out of him. They were really looking to use him more as just a downfield runner. But the value he brings in at the checkdown game is very uh, important to the Ravens' offense. Yeah, it's I, I would agree. It's very significant. I, I thought they were trying to get a lot of a, from him as a receiver. But, uh, but uh, you know, Gus Edwards being more of a, of a running down back and Ingram being more of a, of a third down back. But, uh, you know, Hill... They really never turned to him very much this year because Ingram was so good as a receiver in part, I think. Yeah, and when they drafted Hill, I assumed that they would really be using Hill as the third down back, the guy they would try to use the checkdowns with, especially because of his 4-4 speed and that combine he ran. 
Um, but when Ingram took it over, really, you know, there was no reason to use Hill so much. They're saving him. They want to see what he can do this year in 2020. But as long as it worked with Ingram, they wanted to continue that. All right. Another, another point I wanted to make about Ingram that, that I think is of tremendous value to this particular offense is he has remarkable patience working through the mesh point. And this is key to the Ravens offense because Lamar Jackson needs time to read the optimal time to pull the football in the read option. So let's, let's set up the play a little bit here. So let's assume that the read option is on the right side of the quarterback. So he's reading that right side edge defender from the offense's point of view. And he has to find the point where that defender is not only in his backfield and potentially committed to the runner, but just where he's on the wrong foot to make the first move towards Jackson. And that's why Jackson was so hard, so difficult to hit this year, is that he pulls the ball very well, understands the leverage of that opponent extraordinarily well. To do that effectively, he needs a running back like Ingram, who's very patient with that mesh point and effectively delays through it, slows his own motion through that mesh point and allows that ball to be pulled at any time, including very late. I did hear one time near the end of the season, they mentioned that uh, Ingram said, you can pull it whenever you want, was quoted as saying, you can pull it whenever you want. Just make sure you come out strong with it when you do. Yeah, and, and I feel like those two players are really made for each other because, in my opinion, there's no one better than, you know, the read option right now than Lamar Jackson. He pulls the ball away with ease. He conceals it very well. Um, a lot of the times you'll be watching the game and, you know, he'll he'll take it with himself, but, you know, they think that Mark Ingram has it. You know, he's, he's just really good at making sure that ball is with him concealing it, the late handoff, is, or late pulling it back, as you said. Um, and Ingram especially, you know, slowing himself down, almost like a Le'Veon Bell type player. Not yes. to that extent, you know. Le'Veon's a little slower, but um, Mark Ingram can find that hole, be patient with it, and really burst through it. Yeah, and that's a good point, is that the Ravens need to, to time to allow those double teams to develop in the middle of their line. They basically are freezing edge defenders, often on both sides, on a, on a typical run play. Uh, and when that happens, they, they need to need time to have, usually it's Ricard or Boyle motioning through that, the, the middle to double team with one guard while the, the guard and center double team, another defensive tackle, or, uh, you know, a defensive tackle might be down blocking to help Yonda on that right side again, and then get to level two. If it's, uh, if it's uh, Orlando Brown doing that, you know, they need time for those blocking schemes to develop in order to create a bigger hole for for uh, for more opportunity for a player like Ingram. And, you know, he got to level two a lot. He got to level two untouched a lot. And when he did get to level two and he was touched, he didn't often go down on that first time. Yeah, no, you're not going to take Mark Ingram down really on the first time very much. But, you know, with the blocking scheme, I really have to give a lot of credit to Greg Roman. You know, coming in as a tight ends coach, I believe he was, you know, the previous year, obviously experienced with mobile quarterbacks, but he's really figured out a way to make Ingram and, and Lamar Jackson dominate on the ground. And of course, he used the rotation of Gus Edwards and Justice Hill a lot in there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a three-year contract for Ingram. The Ravens certainly got tremendous value in this first year, and I'm one who believes in economizing at the running back position. So I'm definitely, I'm never really a fan of contracts of this size, but this one really paid off. And it's a it's that nice mid-level contract for a running back that might work out uh, that the Ravens have had some success with in, in getting some guys uh, rehabilitated like Justin Forsett, uh, who'd been around the league for a number of years, didn't have a ton of tread wear. Mark Ingram was a kind of a similar player. 
uh, coming from from uh, New Orleans, where he'd been around in the, uh, in the NFL for a few years, but he hadn't hadn't had that many carries. Yeah, especially in that New Orleans offense, you know, with Drew Brees there trying to throw for at least 4,000 yards every year. So I do like the contract he's on. I don't think it's, you know, that high of a contract. It's more, as you said, like a middling contract. And you see the contracts that like Le'Veon Bell will get. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this year it just shows when you give a running back a huge amount of money, I mean, it might work out. But also for the cap hit you're getting, if it doesn't work out, that's going to severely limit your team. So the Ravens did, I think, the best thing with Mark Ingram, giving him roughly $5 million a year, pretty low for the for the production he's going to be giving. Right. And I like I like any I like the term of the contract being three years for starters. I like the amount of the contract is not overwhelming. And the fact that he had such a big year in year one, he's almost justified the entire contract already. If he were to completely fail in year two which I don't think is very likely, by the way, but you never know with an injury and, and coming back from that and trying to work through it. It doesn't seem like it should be a long-term injury, but if he's not the same runner for whatever reason next year, uh, maybe he just gets a year older and that's not good. You still get out of the contract after two years. You have some savings. You don't pay him the whole $15 million, and he and he ends up being a uh, you know a one-year guy who you ended up paying about $10 million for. Not terrible, certainly, and certainly not terrible for a player who had as great a year as he did. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fall off the map or anything next year, but you're right. I mean, this if the Ravens had to bite the bullet next year and, and really just let him go, it wouldn't be that huge of a cap hit over the next two years. And, you know, the, the year one production justifies it. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, uh, that's, I think that's a good discussion of Mark. Anything else you want to bring up about him? Um, other than the fact that Gus Edwards really, you know, is, I think, the perfect running back to go behind him. So that's about it. We can talk about Gus then. Let's move on. So essentially, uh, Edwards duplicated an outstanding rookie year. And when I say that, almost literally carry for carry. Uh, and I, I'll have the statistics here in a moment. But tell us what you think about Gus Edwards to start with, and then I'll, I'll come back with that. Well, I think Gus Edwards really is becoming one of the best power running backs in the National Football League. I mean, you saw it in his first year with the Ravens, really coming out of nowhere I mean, I kind of expected it because I do watch actually Rutgers football, which is not always the most fun thing to do. But, um, you know, we saw what he could do in college. So seeing him on the Ravens, you knew what his strengths were and you knew he would fit that Lamar Jackson offense. So when he got the opportunity, uh, he really blew the doors off of it um, last year. And this year, you know, even though he took a backseat role, the Ravens still tried to keep him involved. And he came out with over 700 yards on the season. So. Um, big, powerful downfield runner. It's exactly what the Ravens want for this system. He's essentially just a bigger and stronger Mark Ingram at this point, although Mark Ingram is probably faster than him. Um, but he's 25 years old, and he is an exclusive rights free agent. So the Ravens will have to pay him at least $660,000, but of course that's nothing. The league minimum. Cap. <laughs> yeah, the league minimum for his, for his year. Um, the Ravens, I believe... I don't think there's any penalty for them to extend him to a long-term contract at this point, but they will be able to keep him around at least for 2020 as long as they just give him that league minimum. Yeah, there, there wouldn't be any reason, honestly, to extend him now. And in fact, he can't be extended, I don't believe, at this point. And maybe that's not true if, because he's an ERFA, but typically you can't extend a player until after their third year. Uh, and I, I, I'm, the rules may be different for an ERFA. That's a good question for for Brian McFarlane. But but anyway, the, the uh, Edwards... 
obviously represents as much value as you can possibly get at the position, frankly, with an ERFA deal where he's produced now for two years at a high level. And then just comparing his 2018 and 2019 seasons, starting with 2018, Edwards had 137 carries, 718 yards, 5.2 per carry, and two touchdowns. Go to 2019, and it's like essentially another episode of Gilligan's Island in terms of telling the difference between it. 133 carries. I, do people still understand that reference? That all Gilligan's Island episodes Honestly, were I don't. the same. <laughs> okay, uh, I I, I got to be more careful about uh, about tailoring this for young people. But 133 carries, 711 yards, 5.2, 5.3 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. So effectively the same stat line. You'd you'd have trouble telling them apart. And frankly, I doubt there's been two such similar stat lines year over year more than five or six times in NFL history by a running back. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's remarkable consistency. This year he did it by playing a little bit every game. The previous year he did it by basically backloading his production as he became the main back in the second half of the season. Yeah, what's really interesting to me about those stats actually, though, is he averaged about three less carries a game and still was able to come up with those numbers. Obviously still averaging, actually a little bit over, right? 5.3 to 5.2 yards per mm-hmm. attempt. But only tw- he had 12.5 um, attempts per game in 2018, 8.3 in 2019. So I think even though he took that backseat role, you know, he was still able to produce, and that's a really good sign for the Ravens long term with him. And you know, Mark Ingram's on that three um, three year deal will be two years um, for 2020 and 2021. The Ravens can bring back Gus Edwards in 2020 for a very low amount of money, and then they can extend him long term and kind of phase him into the starting running back position if they want to do that moving forward. Yeah, they, they actually, in 2020, he'll be an RFA. So they'll be able to right. just sign him for a little bit over $3 million. And I, I presume they will uh, try and protect him with a second-round pick, uh, a second-round tender. Uh, but, but anyway, it's, it's, uh, your point's well taken about the carries per game. In fact, last year he started his first four—he didn't play—he wasn't on the team the first five weeks. Joined right. the team for that Tennessee game. They won 21 nothing. had 10 carries for 42 in that game. But he only had 15 carries in his first four games total. So basically, in his last seven games, he had 122 carries, and he was very much a, a, a standard NFL bell cow at that point, and averaging over five yards a carry the rest of that the rest of that way. Yeah, I mean, it just shows, you know, really how remarkable he fits into this offense. You know, with, I, I, with the downfield threat and you know the read option and everything. Yeah, he's very complimentary to to Jackson in the read option, obviously. That is a a problem that I have with him is is that I don't think he's as good with with the mesh point as Ingram is. And it's something they should spend some time this offseason working on if if they could meet together. Uh, It's just, you know, try and figure that out. Try and get it right. Try and slow down that action and allow Jackson to have the time he needs to read that edge defender. And it's not it's not so much he reads him. Jackson is always going to be able to read that edge defender very well, but it's it's the timing the pull exactly right so that the leverage is on the wrong foot for that defender, uh, which is which is what Jackson has done so well. But Edwards, he could stand to be better at that. Edwards, obviously, there's been some problems with fumbling in the mesh point between him and Jackson. Those fumbles get blamed, sorry, charged to Jackson based on him being the uh, one making the handoff when the handoff is not clean, but uh, there are to be shared by Edwards in terms of that responsibility. Yeah, I think a lot of that will come with experience. You know, Ingram being in the league since 2011, you know, he's figured out ways to, you know, slow down his game, hit the mesh point, get those handoffs right. You know, Gus Edwards, undrafted for a reason, you know, 
the the Ravens really didn't place enough confidence in him, or not maybe not enough confidence, but a lot of confidence in him when he was when he came out of the league. Kept him on the practice squad for a little bit, so he really had to get used to being in that role. You know, he's still learning. So as long as he can continue to learn, you know, behind Mark Ingram and do well in this offense, I think he'll develop. He'll be able to find those mesh points eventually, and and you know, reduce those turnovers. It's really really. Good the way the Ravens have had their practice squad set up the last few years. They they do a very good job of having oftentimes two guys ready in their wings, and they've used them. Uh, you know, Delance yeah. Turner has come on, helped them on special teams, had a few carries. Who was the guy? Mark Thompson is that the guy? Yeah, a Mark Thompson. Yep. Yeah, and and obviously Edwards last year was a was a big revelation. So they really went three deep at running back in 2018 before they found the guy at three deep beyond the three deep. <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, and that's a a really great uh, way to be able to uh, manage your roster and and uh, I guess the Ravens practice squad has a good chance to now be rated the way they have been for defensive tackles there in the future, given what people know. I mean, Raheem Mostert is is a player who right. was lost there, and who was the guy that lost um, uh, Mizell to the Bears? Oh yeah, uh, Mizell. I forget his first name, but yeah, he Smoke. went to the Bears. Smoke my That's right. Yeah, I thought he was going to make the team that year, but yeah, came close. Well, yeah, so so they've they certainly had some uh, some solid depth at running back, it, and it it kind of brings us back to the question: Is do running backs matter? Um, I'm happy they signed Ingram. It was it was a value deal, but with Jackson, I think there's uh, there is a real question as to whether they should be trying to find good fits at practice squad level players. Or they should be going out and really trying to find a, uh, a you know, a, a special guy who brings some other things to the receiving game and brings some things to the to the to the running game that are specific to the nature of the, of the read option and the mesh point. Yeah, I think you know there's enough running backs coming out of college who have a lot of different skills, especially with the spread. Um, you know, taking over college, you have a lot of running backs that can um, catch the ball very well. You have a lot of running backs that still run the power. Um, so you don't always need to go and find a big name running back. You don't need to draft them in the first round. You don't need to draft them in the second round sometimes. You don't even need to draft them at all sometimes with Gus Edwards. So wherever the Ravens can find the perfect fit, it really doesn't matter to me where they go as long as they're not going to spend $25, 26000000 million a year like maybe it would take to get Derrick Henry, let's say, mm-hmm. um, especially when you don't really need it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I, I, I'd be very upset if the Ravens made any kind of a play on Derrick yeah. Henry, unless they're trying to bump the price up for the Browns or something. I there wouldn't be any reason. Uh, not that the Browns need a need a running back like him. All right, well, let's move on to the third guy in this trifecta, and and that's uh, Justice Hill, who had a rookie year that I think a lot of people would say was just not as much activity as they would have expected. Yeah, I think a lot of that really had to do with him not being that third down back I thought he was going to fit the role with. Um, You know, he's a speedster. He's a guy that is very different from the other two running backs on this roster. You know, they're really supposed to be going up in the middle while he has the ability to cut on the outside. That's what he did a lot in college. But I thought he would be, um, he would have a bigger role as a receiving back. Obviously, as we we talked about earlier, um, Mark Ingram took a lot of those reps. But I think the Ravens will try to get him more involved in 2020. Um, you know, with Ingram is getting older, coming off that calf injury, you don't want to risk him so much. So I think they'll spread the ball around a little bit more, uh, maybe try to take some carries away from Lamar Jackson, make sure, you know, not that he stays in the pocket, but that he doesn't get hit a lot, even though he's pretty good at getting out of bounds, actually. Um, but Justice Hill, I do expect, will get a larger role in 2020, just because the Ravens need to know 
what he brings to the table. They spent a fourth round draft pick on him. They don't want to waste that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, year two is the time, the latest time you want to figure that out. You really want to start figuring it out in year one. I think they did start figuring it out. The area where Hill was really disappointing was as a receiver. And he caught eight of 15 balls, which is bad for a running back to start with. But that's only for 70 yards. And I look at yards per target as a really significant measure for for any receiver, but for a running back in, in particular. And his, his was only 4.7 yards per target. And that's just not good enough. Uh, by comparison, Ingram uh, was over eight yards per target and 9.5 yards per catch. But because he caught so many of his targets, his, he was still over eight yards per target as a receiver. So, uh, you know, it's Hill is he needs to do more as a receiver. He needs to find some ways to to contribute. And, and the Ravens also need to take some chances with him and run him on some uh, routes where they flip him into a receiver, meaning that they run a wheel yeah. route or they or they run some other routes where he's a deeper responsibility. Well, I will say this about him, though. In, in the final three games against Cleveland, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, he started to emerge a little bit more as a receiver than you know in previous games. Against Cleveland, he had um, four targets for three receptions for 32 yards. Against mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, two targets. He's got to catch both of them, um, but he only caught one for 10 yards. But then against Tennessee, five targets for four yards. I'm sorry, for four catches for 26 yards. So the Ravens obviously are trying to get him involved late in the season. Whether or not that carries over into 2020, we'll have to see. Yeah, they uh, obviously with Ingram out, there were there were good reasons to to get him more involved in the offense at the end of the year there. But uh, uh, you could see the the attempt. I'm just those results. You're talking through them, and they're not impressive in either the the Pittsburgh game or the playoff game, and even the the game against the Jets, which was you know arguably his best of the year. Uh, you know, it's eight yards a target. It's what Ingram was for the whole year, and it's his best game. Right. Right. All right. Uh, and is there anybody else on the practice squad or uh, around who you think is a potential impact player? I'm trying to think who the Ravens have who's on IR. Maybe that's a running back. Did anyone get placed there this year? Or they never got to that point. Not that I know of. I know that the Ravens, they had um, Delance Turner, but I believe he signed with the Dolphins. So I don't know if he will be an option for them again this year, whether or not he's on their practice squad or anything. Um, honestly, I'm not familiar with enough of the practice squad players. We'll have to see what they do this offseason, though, with the draft. I don't think they're going to draft any running backs. Um, that wasn't my recommendation. My recommendation simply was maybe to get, you know, a fourth running back for, for training camp. Um, because I really don't see him carrying four running backs into the season. So, but they could look for one, put one on the practice squad for long term and see if he develops. Yeah, I, I think you get two and... One of them probably has to be a guy who can also return, also. But but you you don't. It doesn't mean you keep two on the practice squad. But it means you you go through camp with five. Hopefully you don't suffer an injury. If your depth holds up, you get one practice. One guy goes to the practice squad. The other guys is cut loose. And then you know who that guy is just in case you need him down the road. You know he probably ends up signing with another team, and you have to consider somebody else's street talent. But. Uh, but at least you 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 know who that guy is, and the Ravens have go, have used that method before to reacquire players who who bounce around from practice squad to practice squad, or when they need a guy who's on somebody else's practice squad, they can still bring him back. Yeah, and even if they don't get you know their practice squad guy back, if he signs with another team, I'm pretty confident the Ravens will find some street guys after this year with you know the linebackers, um, Josh Bynes, L.J. Fort. Jihad Ward at the defensive tackle position, Damata Pecco. So 
you know, I trust Eric DaCosta whether or not, you know, they find a guy they can keep on the practice squad all year or they have to, you know, pick somebody up mid-year. You know, I trust them to do that. All right. Outstanding. So we don't generally give grades on these programs, but we're just going to we're just going to talk through the players. Like we did an excellent job here, Chris, of doing that. Thanks for coming on. And I hey, appreciate the well, appreciate having you, buddy. We'll, we'll try and make sure you get it, get you on during the regular season for an offense or defense review at least once. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Tell people again where they can read your writing. Sure. You can go to BaltimoreFeather.com uh, for the latest and greatest Ravens news and opinion articles. You can also find me at BeMoreFeather or at Nest Talk for the Twitter. Um, and, of course, the Nest Talk podcast, that is a weekly podcast published on Fridays. That's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or you can find it at BaltimoreFeather.com as well. All right. Great. Chris, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first 2-in-1 removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.